Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 99th episode of the Finger Guns Podcast. My name is Sean Davies, and I'll be your host this week. I apologize for the delay. I was in a car accident last week, and I was still suffering with the consequences yesterday. So this is apparently a day late, and I'm sorry about that. Also joining me this week is the Gator, Greg Hicks. The Gator. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a terrible wrestling name, doesn't it? Yes, yes. The Gator Hicks. (laughs) How are you doing? Yeah. Well, good. Um, at time of recording, I've just finished doing a Sekiro stream. So if anybody saw it last night and is listening to this today, you'll probably understand why I sound really pissed off. Yeah, it didn't It didn't go to plan. <laughs> it is minutes apart. There was a 90 minute bad ending attempt. Yeah. Um, attempt was made. Oh, I tried. <laughs> you did well, though. You did well. You've almost convinced me to play Sekiro, and that I, I'm not going to purely because I don't want to talk about <laughs> this on this podcast anymore. And that is enough Sekiro chat for today. Yep. And also joining us is the Tiger, Toby Anderson. Oh, I like that one. Oh, like you could have gone with Toby the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I can't there do that. They're great. They're game reviews. Yeah. <laughs> because well, I wanted to go with, surely it's um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine today as well. Yeah. Oh, nine nine. Finger guns, nine nine. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, welcome to the Finger Guns podcast, and we're going to do talking about games and stuff and whatnot. Let's start off with our traditional game of the week. Let's start with Toby. Toby, what is your game of the week? Um, I'm going to be very quick. My game of the week is really one I can't talk about very much, but I'll give you the very bare bones preview version. Um, so there is a new platformer that's coming out in a few days time called Kaze and the Wild Masks, um, 2D platformer, Rayman style. Um, and I've been playing that for the last three or four days, um, ready for a review next week. Um, but that's really all I can talk about. Most of the other t- things I've been playing, I've been playing Synergia on the Switch, um, but I don't think I've got a game of the week this week, really. I've just not had enough time to play much outside of my review games um, or put any real time into anything. Well, by the time this goes up, I imagine the embargo for uh, Red Ronin will be up. Oh, okay. I could talk about Red Ronin. Um, that was very cool. I know you're interested in that one, Sean. So the it's like a um, 2D top-down ice block shifting ninja game. Um, and you play as the ninja instead of the ice block. Um, and it was really kind of fun. It was interesting. Like I don't know how you make a game. I, I, if I, I'm, I'm not a game developer, so I don't know how you you know think to yourself hmm, do you know what i could really do i could reinvent the ice block puzzle game <laughs> and and replace it with a ninja which i think is kind of inspired really so whoever thought of it is good it's a good uh, idea and it works you know pretty well and it's there, there's some fiendishly hard puzzles in there um a good little sort of kill bill style revenge story um and yeah I've, i i kind of enjoyed it um i gave it a pretty good you know a pretty good sort of uh Mark, and uh, you can check out the review on Finger Guns, uh, as Sean says, pretty much when this goes live. I do like that as a tease. Not giving it away enough so that people have to go to the website. Go to fingerguns.net now and read Toby's review. Well done, Toby. Um, Greg, what is your game of the week? It's almost retro now. Um, I finished the Horizon Zero Dawn add-on, and because... Final Fantasy VII Remake is March's free, well, quote-unquote free game on PS Plus. I downloaded it again, and I 
I'm not going to say anything dramatic like I was in a bad place last year when it came out. I was just really fucking grumpy last year. And I was treating every new game with a degree of cynicism. Like, yeah, The Last of Us 2 was all right. It looked good, but blah. You know, Final Fantasy VII Remake was good. And I, I, I do still have some issues with the story and it's a bit dragging out at times. But I've gone back to it again with a, a better perspective. And I, I'm not quite new game plusing it. But I've got my clear save and I'm, I suppose I am. I can pick a chapter and carry on from there. So yeah, I am as such. But um, yeah, I'm just sort of playing through that again. And I'm anticipating as and when my PS5 turns up that I can actually experience it on a shiny new console. And I'm not going to get the integrated version. You uh, both well, are that what you were both going to say. The integrated version is the PS5 version. So you won't no, get no, the I PS5 can, I'll be, No, no, I'll be playing the PS4 version on my PS5. Yeah. I'm not buying the fucking integrate version for content I don't care about. I think we need to still need to see what else is in that integrate. There could be more things that convince you. It's not. It, I don't think it's just Yuffie. I, I just. I, I don't know. I'm. I mean, this is me, the the king of remaster purchasing. Talking. I don't love it enough to want to buy an upgrade. Is this too soon for you? Because I imagine in a couple of years' time, this will be right within your wheelhouse. It's just. It's just like feel like. It's too not soon, retro yeah. enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not vintage enough. It's too. It's <laughs> it's not cool enough if it's brand new. Um, I don't know. I just I don't care for it. Like, I, oh, it's. I know it sounds like I'm a hypocrite because I bought the Last of Us remaster and I bought the Shadow of the Colossus remake and I bought four different versions of Resident Evil Two remake now. No, three. Um, no, sorry, three different versions of Resident Evil Two, but I don't know. It's just it's too soon. It's just like you said. It might be down the line, but it's just like. It's the same as, as almost like The Last of Us did. The first game came out in 2013, and then a year later, it it's the PS4, and it's like, oh, here's our remastered version. Yeah, Maybe I'll just have my fingers burnt, and I just don't care for all the extra content. That's fair enough. It, I think it's because it's part one of several, and if they do it with every damn version of it, it's just it's shitty. I, I do get the feeling, like, I've been reading through, like, between the lines of a lot of these uh, Square Enix press releases mm. and I get the feeling that this this is a a bit of okay we can't really go into full production on to the, on the next chapter because of covid etc this is kind of like a halfway house to keep people okay for the meantime um because you see a lot of these big projects getting put pushed back now you know like dying light 2 is just delayed yeah. for, for infinity you know you know we, we don't have a, a, a an actual release date anymore a lot of these big games are struggling with that and i just get the feeling that this might be the the little nugget to keep us sweet between covid i hope that is the case and they're not going to do this between each one because i will that's that's what puts me off yeah and i, I feel um, for you anyway um yeah so that's my game of the week is just come back to the ff7r and yeah just sort of taking it with a a less miserable perspective. Fair enough. Uh, my game is the week this week. I'm going to talk about three just very quickly. Uh, the first is called Blind Drive, which um, I've got a review on the website. It is my game of the year so far, and it has absolutely no visuals, and you play the game entirely via the audio. Uh, you play as a, a guy called Donnie, who is handcuffed to a car, and the car is then accelerating without your um, like access to the controls, so no brakes but you can steer the car. And the idea is that you listen to the soundscape that's projected through the headphones. Um, like, so basically you can hear traffic coming at you from left and right, and you can hear people speaking into your ears and things like that. 
and uh, you basically avoid or drive into targets based on their proximity to you with sound. It's phenomenal. It's a completely different genre of game I've never heard before. Uh, and I, I'm excited about where this, this genre takes us because it's, it's very exciting and, and very cool. And I hope it gets used elsewhere. So that was Blind Drive. Um, the other game I want to talk about is called Gnosia. Or I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but I'm going to say Gnosia. Um, it's like if you combined Danganronpa and Among Us, but there's no multiplayer. So basically, this game is about, um, it's a social deduction game. And you have loops where basically at any one time, there are a number of people who are infected with Gnosia which is basically you want to kill humans and you have to ask people questions and point out people's inaccuracies uh, via like a visual novel conversation. And you have to see who's, who's backing each up, each other up and who has lied. And basically you have to trap people in their own phrases and their, their own statements to figure out which two of these people are villains because each time each night so after you've had a vote and one person's been into, put into cold sleep if a Gnosia still exists a person will die and the idea is to put the Gnosians into cold sleep before they kill everybody and it is a very very cool game it's got a very um it's like a piecemeal kind of story where every so often um, you get a bit more narrative but it, it's it's really uh, like chunked out across quite a long game. I was really expecting it, not expecting it to be as long as it is, but I'm about 20 hours into it now. Um, and you keep getting these loops. You go over and you get new characters and new new bits of narrative dropped in. It's a very cool game. And um, I'm hopefully going to have a review up for it next week. According to the internet, the uh, G is silent. Oh, so Nosha. So it's Nosha. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to call it Gnosha. Yeah, I like forever. yours better. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to talk about Space After Charlie as well, but the, the the review will be up on the website uh, when this podcast goes up. So go and check that out. It's a new game that's releasing to, uh, on the 18th. Um, it's a very cool otter-based game about 2D platforming in space. And those were the games of the week. Right, shall we have a quiz? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, must we? I apologise for this quiz in advance. Okay, is it hard? Is it because we got? Is it because we both got ten the other week? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the I don't know if the quizzes have been getting easier or you two have just been getting smarter. It's our own you... fault. <laughs> so this quiz Google's fault for having the answers. <laughs> what you've what... been googling? What? One of these days we're going to do a live quiz and we're going to figure out how. The, we the should moment... do. We should do it for next week for the hundredth one. It's just quick fire. So we need to have our phones ready. And everyone pick a buzzer noise. So make sure your phone's screen lock's not on, for example. Pick pick Still a sound using your phone there. <laughs> Google no, 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 and the no, noise no, no. at the same time. <laughs> no, because I said my um oh no, but you could have like a soundboard open. Everyone pick a noise, like someone be a fart, someone be a burp, and then you gotta buzz in with the answer. Fair enough. We'll we'll we'll, we'll try and figure something out. And then out. you can't Google, can you? Because you're too busy keeping your yeah. soundboard open on your screen. That's true. I'm gonna have ah. to We'll, we'll try and figure this out because we, we do need to... It would be great to have these as, as like live quizzes because I know that people want to join in and there are people that, yeah. that do this every week um, and send us the scores that they get. So Specialist subjects as well. We could do specialist subjects like Mastermind. Da, 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 da. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this quiz is all about British games and British game developers. Oh, crap. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I'm, I, I wrote this before Piss Island turned into Piss Island. So <laughs> I'm not feeling particularly patriotic this week, but <laughs> let's carry on. So question one, which English city, the home of game developers' reflections, could be unlocked in the first driver game? So question one, which English city, the home of game developers' reflections, could be unlocked in the first driver game? Yeah, I didn't even know that. On the PlayStation version, you had to use a cheat code on the PC oh, one. Right. You could unlock via progression. Oh, okay. Okay, question two. What are the names of the two protagonists in Assassin's Creed Syndicate? One out of ten. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Question two, what are the names of the two protagonists in Assassin's Creed Syndicate? Okay, question three. What is the name of the game made by Compulsion Games that's set in an alternative 1960s Britain in a town called Washington Wells? Oh. Question three, what is the name of the game made by Compulsion Games that's set in an alternative 1960s Britain in a town called Washington Wells. I don't recognise the dead, but when you said alternate 1960s, mm. a, few, a few alarm bells were ringing. I tried to I don't give, think I've got any idea on that one. I tried to give just enough information, but I was spoiling it. Mm. Like the developer where it's based. <laughs> 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 okay, question four. Which 1993 Bitmap Brothers title is set in a steampunk Victorian era England? So question four, which 1993 Bitmap Brothers title is set in a steampunk Victorian era England? Sorry, I forget. I've got music on in the background. <laughs> I'm I can only really to... think of one thing they did. I hope it's the right one. They did loads. They gods. Yeah, they... I, yeah. I can't think of any of them. I can think of one. It sounds about right. It sounds Victorian-y. Okay. Uh, question five. Sony got into an embattled legal dispute with the Church of England over the recreation of the Manchester Cathedral in which game? Trying to think of a game set in Manchester now. Oh, I don't know. Question five. Sony got into an embattled legal dispute with the Church of England over the recreation of the Manchester Cathedral in which game? Oosh. Okay, question six. In which London-based game do you play as a character called Sir Galahad? Two out of ten. Well done. <laughs> so question six. In which London-based game do you play as a character called Sir Galahad? Okay, question seven. In Assassin's Creed Valhalla... Oh, God. Ivor originally calls which country her home before moving to England? Uh, question seven. Yeah. Okay. Question seven. 
in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ivor originally calls which country her home before moving to England? I'm just struggling over the last question, trying to work out what year to put on the end of that title. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got it. I don't know. Oh, dear. <laughs> what bloody year was that set? <laughs> okay, question eight. Name one playable Street Fighter character who was born in the UK. Three out of ten. He's doing so well. Question eight, name one playable Street Fighter character who was born in the UK. Okay, question nine. What is the name of the Great British team in the Wipeout series? The racers. The team, yeah. Oh, Christ. Sorry, as in the racing games. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Question nine, what is the name of the Great British team in the Wipeout series? I know that Toby likes these games, so. I do. I'm just sort of racking my brains for the names of the different teams. I don't even know the name of a team. I can tell you what color one of the ships is. It's yellow and blue. I can, it's Euricom, it's, isn't, that's not. Sounds European to me. Yeah, that's not a UK based. Well, not a time of don't tell me these things. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking of them out loud. Sorry, shouldn't do that. I don't think those are the right answer. I think I've got another one. What is it? <laughs> you just told him what to do. Uh, yeah, I was trying to catch him out. Nice one. And finally, question ten: Cannon fodder, sensible soccer, and parallax were all developed by which defunct British game studio? All right, answers are sent. In question 10, Cannon Fodder, Sensible Soccer, and Parallax were all developed by which defunct British game studio? Sean, I'm upset there wasn't a single getaway question in that. Do you know, I, I tried so hard to, to, to pick a, a question that would be even remotely answerable about getaway. What is the name of the gang the protagonist used to be in? I don't know it, though. I only tried to ask you questions that I might know. You can look at the answers. I know, but I don't. But like, I don't want to sit here just like making shit up. That like, I just don't want to have to sit here looking at wikis trying to figure up uh, questions. Okay. Like, <laughs> I cu I couldn't answer that. I don't know what gang it is. Do you know the gang? Yeah, the Collins gang. Oh, there you go. See, I should have asked that questions. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> I would have got. <laughs> okay. Should we move on to some news? Uh, again, I apologise that this podcast is a day late, so this news is a little bit stale now, but still very worth worthy discussions. Um, so the first thing I wanted to talk about is the fact that Bethesda have officially joined Microsoft. Um, we've seen almost all of Bethesda's back catalogue join um, the Xbox Game Pass service on PC and on Xbox service on consoles, and uh, basically, it's all a happy family. The one thing I really wanted to talk about was the fact that a lot of people in the games industry have been a bit worried about Bethesda games going exclusive to Xbox platforms going forward. And Phil Spencer uh, kind of tried to answer that question in the most washy way possible. And I've got that quotation here. So I just want to read this out and then we could discuss it after. 
So Phil Spencer said, I see in the community, I listen to the podcast and all the questions. So I'm going to try and be as clear as I can because I just think it's fair. Obviously, I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is coming to Xbox as an exclusive because we know that's not true. There's contractual obligations that we're going to see through. We have games that exist on other platforms and we're going to go and support these games on the platforms they're on. There's communities of players. We love those communities and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be either contractual things or legacy on different platforms that we go do. But if you're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is this is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. And that our goal, that's why you're that's why we're doing this. That's the root of this partnership that we're building. And the creative capacity that we'll be bringing to the market for Xbox customers is going to be the best it's ever been for Xbox after we're done here. So it's a bit wordy. I mean, he says he's going to be really clear and then doesn't be very clear at all. But I've tried to break this down into kind of manageable chunks. But basically, he's saying games that are available on other platforms shouldn't be affected by Microsoft acquisition as any Max Media, nor will pre-existing exclusive exclusive deals. So um, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo won't be affected. Moving forward, new Bethesda games will be exclusive to Games Pass platforms. So that's basically Xboxes, PC and cloud platforms. It's a bit woolly about the fact that there are communities of players. We love those communities and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be either contractual things or legacy on different platforms that we'll go do. So firstly, I want to ask, uh, let's start with Greg. Would you be disappointed if no Bethesda game ever came out on another platform? No. Is that because you own an Xbox? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair yeah. enough for me it's not a major issue because i have the means to play it but i imagine if you are a devout sony player and you know elder scrolls uh, five six which one's skyrim five five so six and they went oh it's only coming out on xbox and pc or xbox that supports pc because he said going forward with game pass consoles didn't he yeah it was like, oh, you can play it on PC if you've got Xbox Game Pass or well, Xbox on PC, you know. Yeah. And I think that would ruffle rustle a lot of jimmies. Um, but yeah, I don't care for Elder Scrolls anyway, so that's just a poor example. But like for me, Deathloop, if that I know that's coming to multi-format, but if that was something, or like they brought back Dishonored, here is Dishonored three on a system you can't play on, then I'd be a bit annoyed. But obviously, I don't speak for everyone else. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate enough, like you said, I've got an Xbox, so I can play this kind of stuff. But, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I think it would be a bit of a dick move. And his wording then sounds like he's like, I can't not not say that I can't not tell you that it may or may not be coming out onto just Xbox Game Pass consoles, but it's not not going to be not on anything else. It always seems like he's double standarding himself and trying to trip yeah. up people, like trip up people by being too wordy like the Randy Pitchford, like the Kojima, like the whole, um, yeah, you know, Peter Molyneux type snake oil type thing. No, not snake oil. Cause not selling your product. That's crap. You know what I mean? It's almost like he's trying to deviate from just saying, yes, we're going Microsoft exclusive. Yeah. Which, which I can makes see it sense. happening. If, so, if there's that much money spent on it, I can see that happening. Long, long story, long answer short. I can see that happening and it wouldn't surprise me. 
or they'll be licensing out games to Sony for crazy amounts of money. Yeah. Because they've lost this, they've lost this console war. So they're just gonna be trying to recoup it back, aren't they? Well, that that's the thing, isn't it? It's it's Xbox have kind of they've stopped with the console war altogether. They are now a service con- company. You know, they don't really particularly care if you buy an Xbox Series X or an S or even an Xbox because you can play their games on whatever platform you want because of xCloud and they're on PC and they have a console available to you. But it will be interesting in the future to see whether this investment actually pays off. And this is what I want to ask Toby. The sheer amount of money that was spent on getting Bethesda into Microsoft Studios is eye-watering. Do you think that it would ever pay off to make all of their games exclusive? Mm, interesting. The I think Game Pass is such a strong, you know, idea, and they're clearly making so much money out of it um, that they are throwing money at you know indies and and other developers and such to you know to get onto the Game Pass service. And clearly, it's making so much money that you can throw billions and buy something like Bethesda. I think the more you do something like that, the more that Microsoft can, you know, claim that they actually have a, you know, we are able to offer exclusive games again, because they really struggled to show anything that was going to be even remotely interesting exclusive wise um, for the next year or so um, until this, you know, until this kind of came down the line. So yeah, if you've got, something where you can play x cloud or you know some one of the series s's or series x's or whatever going forward then you've got game pass and you know you'd be a fool not to have it at this point if you've got one of those consoles or or one of those um you know even even people who are really really sony heavy you know that we've we've had this argument before that why would you not get as many games as you can under the subscription service that is the best value for money going at the moment right much better value for money than like PlayStation Now, for example. Um, but maybe not, I don't know, it's, it's tricky to say if it's better value than PlayStation Plus because you can keep those things as long as you get everything, as long as you keep it going, for example. Um, I think that as, as a consumer, it's sort of paying for itself after a while. So again, it's like this no-brainer that you do it. So yeah, I think there's 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 some game plan in there somewhere that it's just hard to see because we're not used to subscription models you know netflix and all that stuff is they're, they're still only you know they're less than 10 years old these things and we're not really sure exactly how these companies make quite so much money how they stay you know afloat all the time how they keep managing to do that um so it always seems a bit suspicious i think and then you know but it is working that's the thing is it they're, they're clearly making enough money to do this kind of thing and like Greg says, if I, if there's a particular title in one of these series that I do care about, and it's not Skyrim either for me, but if it's Dishonored or if it's another Wolfenstein that's actually worth having, because that little twins one wasn't worth having, but you know one of the main series entries for Wolfenstein again, and I'd be really really pissed off if I didn't have a way to play it, um, because I love those games, um, and you know Doom Eternal for yourself. So it's that kind of you know there's there's a probably a series in the Bethesda library somewhere that everyone likes. Um, and that's going to convince a lot of people to jump on the Xbox bandwagon and at the very least subscribe to Game Pass, even if they don't buy a console. Yeah, that's fair enough. The, 
these subscription services, we, we've seen how this kind of evolves now. And I think that uh, Microsoft, I don't know if you can remember years back when Netflix was, you know, was it a couple of years into its... It's like Love Film, wasn't it? Yeah. And and it, it's, it's, it's a library of available content. None of it was original. It was all old TV shows that you pay like £5 a month to watch, you know, that you wouldn't even watch if they were on TV. But, you know, you had this library instantly available, click and watch, whatever. And then Netflix realized pretty soon that they needed to create their own content and they needed to do it rapidly. And they've invested huge amounts of money in creating their own library where, whereas you can click and go through a lot of Netflix and not see other people's content. It's all Netflix content now. And I think this is what Microsoft have realized that, you know, you can't rely on other people's content because at the end of the day, and this is, this has always been my issue with game pass. It's a rental and you only have it for as long as somebody says it's on the service for. So for example, I started, um, I started the Witcher three on my Xbox and I started, I played it for about 20 minutes and I was enjoying it for the first time. Like I didn't, I bounced off it a couple of times on the PS4. Um, and I was playing on the hardest difficulty because I'm a dickhead because I wanted the platinum trophy. Oh, it's come off of it's come Game off. Pass. Yeah, it's come off Game Pass, and I am not happy about that. Like, I now have to buy the game if I want to continue to play it. I've already got it on PS4. I'll just go back to it and play it on there. But it just, I don't like the fact that it's it is a temporary thing for a lot of games. And this is why we we've had a conversation today about um, uh, the Outriders. Outriders. It's coming out on beginning of April. Um, it's going to be on Game Pass on day one. But I'm going to buy it on PlayStation. I'm going to buy it on PlayStation because it looks like my jam and I won't ever have it taken away from me. So if I really enjoy it, then I could continue to play forever forever and a day. Um, I might sample it on Xbox Game Pass, but I definitely won't continue to play it there because it is just a rental. And that's that's always the, the issue for me with this series. The great thing is, with this Bethesda thing, Microsoft's games never seem to go away. They they stay on there forever, which is great if you want to just play the Microsoft exclusives, and that's the exact reason why I, I have Games Pass. You know, my kids love that. What's that game where you're shrunken down and you're playing? Like a Grounded. Grounded. Grounded, that's the one. My kids are obsessed with that game. Um, I mean, I don't like it, but I mean, if I didn't have Game Pass... I swear to Christ, the house would fall down from all the screaming and crying. So it, it pays for itself in, it, in that, that regard. But it's just, I just wish that they could keep the games there that they have on the service rather than changing it up because it is a pain in the arse when, and this isn't like Netflix where a series comes on for like a quarter and then just goes off because for some of us, like a quarter isn't long enough to finish a game. <laughs> it's not, you know, like Assassin's Creed games, they can take decades. <laughs> <laughs> nowadays so anyway don't talk to me about how long the assassin's creed game is how far are you into uh, assassin's creed? Oh, now? <laughs> definitely 50 hours and it's still got plenty to go oh my like, Lord. 50 hours and i've done I won't, I won't spoil anything but i'm like i've got further know. in that story with sigurd um but yeah there's definitely like another three or four like um counties at the very least yeah, it is a big game. It's a big game. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, the next topic I wanted to talk about was um, the Square Enix Presents Digital Showcase. 
So last week, Square announced that they were going to do a debut of a new video program called Square Enix Presents, which is going to be a series of shows in which the company will reveal new games, updates, and news directly to the global gaming community throughout the year. This first show is going to happen on the March 18th, and it'll be 40 minutes long. So this first um, show is happening on March 18th, and what we've got a list of things that they are going to show for sure at this first event, and that's going to be the first look at the new Life is Strange game, uh, a look at Outli- uh, Outriders, a look at Balan Underworld, um, the ongoing celebration of the 25th anniversary of Tomb Raider, which we, I guess we already know what's coming for that, uh, Marvel's Avengers, Just Cause Mobile, new mobile game announcements from a look at from Square Enix Montreal, a look at a few whimsical titles from Square Enix sister company Toyota, and that's pretty much it. So, Toby, is anything of that exciting you? Are you going to be tuning in for any of that? <laughs> um, I don't think that list is all that exciting. Um, I think that that's a very... It's quite a Japanese-centric list, apart from the you know the very beginning. Um, all that mobile games, Just Cause on mobile, you know, New Square Enix, Montreal, that'll be all mobile games. Um, I think that whole studio is mobile. So, and Taito stuff will be very small things probably as well. So what we're really looking at is the Life is Strange 3, is it? Um, at this point, Outriders, which will be launched, you know, very shortly after that. And um, whatever the Avengers and Tomb Raider stuff is. Balan Wonderworld, as I've said already on this podcast, I tried the demo and it is terrible. Um, I will not be buying that. So Square Enix have done this interesting thing with them um, in the last few, well, last decade, no, not decade, last year or so, um, where they've been bringing out demos, asking people for feedback and then making their games better. And it's worked really well for like Bravely Default 2, um, the um, Final Fantasy demo this recent outriders demo um you know that demo has been insanely popular in the last week or so um you know people farming it for like 200 hours or something that's just the demo so that that's clearly working well however the balan wonderworld demo is shit so they have clearly found you know it's good feedback that that's absolute crap and that no one's going to buy it because that demo has just completely killed it's you know anyone's interest in it um so swings and roundabouts for them in the demo respect i wonder if there's something more to the list that's all i'm going to say on top of that is that what what else is in that list because if life is strange is the only sort of you know announcement then that's not a lot is that there's probably not going to be any final fantasy intergrade stuff because that will be for the next topic that we're talking about in a second um because it's been announced for that and then are we likely to hear about that forever entertainment remake that we talked about like even just a week or two ago i don't think so that seems way too soon for that to be shown or you know there's probably not even anything any beta or alpha or anything built for that um so it seems unlikely but i would i would say why is there not something more so there probably will be a secret announcement of some kind. Maybe, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that are not mentioned there. What about um, Project, um, what's it called? Ashura or Asara? Not the triangle thing. No, not Project Triangle Strategy, because that's got a terrible name. No, the Final Fantasy 16 looking thing, but it's like Pro- Project Athia, that's it. Project Athia. Um, that could be on there. You know, that, that, that I just feel like there might be some kind of secret announcement. That's all. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, this this list isn't even completed around the things that they they have releasing soon. So, like, they got this Saga Frontier remaster yeah. that's coming out soon, and it's it's like it, it feels like a very incomplete. That's, list that's only a month away. <laughs> yeah, like it, that would be ideal. Why? Why is it? Why isn't this in the list of things that you're going to show off? Yeah. Um. So yeah, you're right. I. What What would be your dream announcements if they were going to? They're going to throw out. Oh, literally, they could just throw another integrate thing at me and just tell me what else is on top of the Yuffie DLC. So I, I'm I'm expecting Crisis Core stuff, secret bosses, a new cloud bits or something. You know, just any that extra stuff that's going to make that a more meaty purchase for people. Um, because I do not believe it's just a Yuffie chapter. No way. Fair enough, Greg. I I probably know the answers to this. Is any of this exciting you? What do you think my answer is going to be? Absolutely not. <laughs> that's very unfair of you to assume but you're also correct <laughs> i'm just going through this list and going okay knife is strange that's not a greg joint outriders maybe no. ballon underworld absolutely not tomb raider meh. well like you touched on i'm i'm happy to play outriders when it comes out on co-op with you guys but i can't see me investing in it um well, i mean we'll see i haven't bothered with the demo yet and my brother actually said he played it the other day and was like meh it's grindy it's destiny and i'm just like i've never touched a destiny game but I've already forgotten half the list you've told me. That's how much of what you've said is coming out or going to be previewed that I don't really have any interest in. When we talked about the Square stuff the other week from the show that we watched, what was the show? Nintendo Direct. Um, and then we talked last week about like wishlist Square software masters. And I, I said at length about like oodles of games and their library and stuff but nowadays i've just lost interest they publish so much shite i've just lost interest i haven't i, I tried just cause four the other week and just went nope um i can't be bothered with the new tomb raider games but obviously they're going mobile but i'm just obviously talking about my sort of interest in square Soul games now or square enix whatever mark like avengers pfft, yeah that's that's going free to play isn't it because no one wants to fucking play it and it's going to be the Hawkeye stuff because he's clearly the most beloved character they need to add in that game. Um, but no, there's nothing. I don't want to be a, a pisser on everything that like contrasts what Toby said, but no, there's nothing in that that's going to, unless there is some surprise announcement, but there's nothing in there that's really going to make me want to even probably watch it. Can you believe? Hey, I wasn't interested in anything either. No, I know. But you, like, no, but you, like you said, uh, like if there's anything integrate wise, you'll be all over that shit. Even yeah, that, like, that's a secret announcement yeah, that I'm yeah, hoping yeah. they might yeah, have. Yeah. I mean, if they secretly, if the, if, the, if the announcement is going to remake the bouncing, yeah, I'm all for it. I have my own money. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but even if they announce integrate stuff, as I said earlier, I'm not going to go whoopee. I'm just going to be like, all right, of course they're going to do that because that's the big draw, as you just put it out. So yeah, I mean, to each their own, but like nothing, I, I don't really have any feeling towards it. I don't hate, I don't hate the publisher. I don't hate the dev or anything like that. I just, I just, uh, that apathy for what Square Enix do now. Yeah. Unless it's, unless it's classic titles. Yeah. And I said, I'm kind of interested in Saga Frontier, but that's not going to be an announcement that we, we've talked about. That. There's nothing on that list of games that's making me go, ooh. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, Personally, I'm quite looking forward to the new Life is Strange. I have enjoyed all three of those seasons, if you, if you include um, Before the Storm, which apparently this is going to be developed by the same team, that Deck 13, I think it is. Um, Outriders. They're the, they're the Surge guys. Or is it deck, deck 10? No, it's not Deck 13. It's It's got a, a similar sounding name. Um, Go down a few decks. <laughs> yeah. 
Deck ten, deck nine. De- anyway, um, district thirteen. Deck deck nine. Deck, district nine. <laughs> oh, we're off the rails. Um, <laughs> I really hope that the ongoing celebration of the twenty fifth anniversary of Tomb Raider really isn't just the re-release of the three games in a pack that has already been. It spoiled. will be, won't it? I just, just, I, I just is, hope yeah. that that is. That oh, is, oh that, that piece that Paul put out about the listing that got removed. Yeah, so basically, there's if you've not seen this leak already, there's there's like a, a trilogy collection of the games put together in one pack with apparently some extra skins and whatnot. Shite. You know, if if you go for that stuff, fair enough. But I mean, I really hope that it it is the 25th celebration of of Lara Croft and Tomb Raider. 100 should not be another thing to buy. That, you know, <laughs> oh, it's 25 next week, next Monday. What's that? Resident fucking evil. Oh my god! I know. I was, that does. means that means I was ten when it came out. Well, I know I would have been nine going on ten when it came out, and I still played it. Yeah, it still scares the piss out of me. Um, I'm I'm definitely not interested in any of these new mobile game announcements from Square Enix Montreal. Um, I might look at the Taito games that they're going to announce. Taito. Um. It's it's just a, you it's say Taito, a... I say Taito. <laughs> Let's just call the whole thing games. Um, <laughs> I don't know which which accent that was then. The, the the one question that I want to ask now is: uh, Square Enix have announced that um, they they're doing these video series, and it's unlikely, you know, that these are this is going to be a one off. You know, the announcement said this is going to be a series of shows. So does this mean that these are going to be one of the publishers that skip E3, uh, Toby? Uh, yeah, I think there's a pretty good likelihood of that. Um, I think when you call something the spring uh, 2021 showcase, you know, or Square Enix presents spring 2021, it implies at the very least that there's an autumn one the other six months later, and perhaps even a summer and a winter one. So that's four over the course of the year. If you've got four and you've got them in summer and winter as well, you don't need E3. No. Greg, are we going to mess it? Mm. Are we going to mess it at E3? I don't know. I mean, it could be like it could be small dabbling things to announce something at E3, or it could be we're doing our own thing now. I don't know. I guess it depends on how well people, re- how well received this one is. Because yeah. if it's crap, they'll just go, fine, we'll go to E3. If it's an absolute show stealer, they'll go, right, we're going to carry on doing this. Fuck E3. And obviously with E3 with its stupid monetary cost thing now to show there is. Yeah. I, th- I think this is what we've talked about this a couple of weeks ago, don't we? But I think um, I get the feeling that when E3 is happening, there will be a lot of independent shows. And I imagine the summer version of this will be in June, probably on the like 16th or 17th, like just, just prior to E3 happening. Totally. And, you know, it just, it just it capitalizes on the hype with, I mean, without having to pay a you know five six figure sum to send up to e3 but yeah yeah it's a, it's just another straw on the camel back for e3 it's a shame but it doesn't look like it's going to happen for e3 this year so many developers are doing their own thing um the next topic um is again some another show that's been announced this week it's called sony play 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 so sony interactive entertainment japan has announced the play 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 event which will take place on march 21st the show is focused on Japanese developers and their products. 
we will I hate, I hate googling something where it's got three three of the same word like that oh god man it's finding details on this was awful <laughs> it's impossible to it's impossible to google things like that just call it sony play times three that's even better it's just something that's you know it's actually play, able to be googled yeah. it's so annoying um anyway sorry <laughs> we we know for sure that um the final fantasy 7 remake developers will be there to talk about integrate and we know that resident evil so capcom will be there to talk about resident evil village um, which I'm, I don't think we're supposed to call eight anymore. It's supposed to be just Resident Evil Village. Yeah, because apparently there is. There's been an eight in development for ages. Okay, well there we go. Yeah, <laughs> got eight in the title. It has got eight in the title. It just V I L L is still eight. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so this show kind of popped up out of nowhere, and um, there has been a bit of um, discourse online about whether this has anything to do with the fact that, as we discussed a couple of weeks ago, Sony have completely restructured Sony Japan Studio. And they basically removed most of their first party uh, kind of teams and put them all either in within Team Asobi, which is the you know the guy that does the Astrobot games, or they've been let go. So Greg, there is there is a general consensus that this is the case. Do you think that's the case? What was the question again? Uh, <laughs> so, um, it, it, the, the timing of this event, um, it kind of popped up out of nowhere. Do you think that this has anything to do with, you know, Sony shuttering basically most of uh, Japan Studio? What as like a deflection kind of thing? Yeah, it. it the first thing that creaked into my mind was, okay, um, this we're not going to get loads of information out of this event, but Sony don't want to appear like they've just completely abandoned their Eastern markets. Yeah, like a like a look over here. Let's ignore what we've done and decimated lots of childhood memories. Yeah. Any any I, other things? I mean, I don't know. The cynic in me wants to agree with you. The curious in me just wants to be like, no, nah, maybe they just want to get some news out. But yeah, it does seem a bit soon. Like a week ago, they just gutted something and then been like, more video games. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I hadn't thought of that until you'd said it. And now I'm like, hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am the, the ever cynical game. This show isn't <laughs> just a show. It's a diversion tactic. It's a smokescreen. <laughs> Um, Toby, is um, is anything? Are you going to be tuning into this event to watch anything? I'm guessing you're going to be there day one for the integrate stuff. Yeah, this is where I think we actually will get new integrate stuff. I'll leave it there because I've said integrate too many times today. Um, but yeah, it will be on that one. It won't be on the uh, Square Enix one, which is weird. Yes, very odd. <laughs> um, okay, moving on to our and it'll all be in Japanese. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it's going to have some kind of English translation or subtitles because I actually do want to watch this because the demo of Resident <laughs> Evil Village was freaking brilliant. And um, have you played it? I downloaded yet? that. I, I downloaded that just the other day because I was thinking, I've got my PS5 now, I can actually play it. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't played it yet, but I will. You definitely should play it. And, and Greg, that that absolutely should be one of the first things you, you get to play when you get your PS5. Yeah, like I said, I'm still waiting for whoever delivers PS5s from Very to turn out with it at toby's house <laughs> it's it's on its way though man you know what i mean it's on its way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, the last topic for today, um, we want to talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredders on Revenge. Yeah, we do. Um, so this was unveiled by Datemu. Uh, no, sorry, is it Datemu? Dot Dot Emu. Datemu. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Datemu. Datemu. That's good. Let's do it like that. I just call him, I just call him <laughs> Dot Dot Emu. I don't know why. I know it's one word, but my brain goes ah Dot. That's ah, an ostrich porn site, clearly. <laughs> I was okay. going to say a donate domain name for long neck birds, but totally yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. It's good like that. Ostrich porn. <laughs> okay. They lay um, the biggest eggs on that channel. Whoa. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the thing is, I can't even tell if he's joking or not. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, I, um, he's probably sat there rubbing his thighs. Like, anyway, um, Dot Emu, um, they are the team behind Streets of Rage 4 and Windjammers. And they are teaming up with Tribute Games, who did uh, Panzer Paladin and Flint Hook. And um, <laughs> Flint Hook, sorry for everyone. Thank you. Oh, I wasn't even going to correct that. <laughs> uh, you were. I, I could feel it. <laughs> no, 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 I just, just ground my teeth and thought, no, no, he's, he's doing well because it is late tonight. Um, so they are they are teaming up to bring a classic formula back to modern day. So I guess you guys have both seen that trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Greg, give me give me your thoughts. I hope it's like Turtles in Time, but really cool and not as bad as the reshelled version that was on the 360 because that was shit. Yes. That's that's <laughs> the 10-year-old me that absolutely loved Turtles in Time screaming there. Um, yeah, I, I had the same theme, same thoughts. Um, Toby, initial, initial I impressions? It, I think it just looks... I think it looks awesome. Um, I can't they wait to clearly, it. Yeah, they clearly made the you know Streets of Rage for... It has that exact look... Um, beautifully upscaled, you know, Hyperstone Heist and Turtles in Time look from 1990, what, two or three? 91. Oh, just really, really, really good looking stuff. Um, and I think it's really interesting that this whole genre is getting like a good bit of re-release at this point. You know, Battletoads, Streets of Rage, Scott Pilgrim getting re-released. You know, that if you like your side-scrolling beat-em-ups, you're getting a whole bunch recently. Good. Thank you for leading on to my next question. With that in mind... What other beat-em-ups from the past should get the same treatment? Greg? The Bowser! <laughs> <laughs> That's not the same. <laughs> it's, it's a 3D a version of the same thing, I suppose. But, oh, did yeah. you say it was too, sorry, it was 2D in the question. I was too busy getting excited about my answer. Was it specifically 2D then? Sorry. No, no, I mean... Um, let's, have a, let's have a 2D bouncer. That would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, that would Like a D-maker. I could take that, yeah. D-maker yeah, bouncer, just, just, yes. Just a really cool, you know, anything better than the Battletoads remake. Oh, crap. I'm trying to scratch my brain now for 2D brawlers. Um, uh, I'm thinking Double Dragon. Yeah. Fighting Force was good. Fighting Force. Final Fight. Mm. Uh, it's pretty popular. I liked the ones that were licensed because I was quite young at the time. So um, the X-Men ones and the Alien Predator, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was, on the, that was on the Capcom home arcade thing. It they never, were crazy. It never been on a, on a home port. And I, when, I uh, went to that, when I went to that preview event, I actually played that game from start to finish. They I've got like, it on oh, a meme there's... emulator thing. Um, like, but the oh, the X Men one's on awesome. Oh, the the old Welcome to Die one. As long as they I'm change out sure. fucking yeah, because that's when you meet Magneto and he goes Welcome to Die. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, as long as they <laughs> get rid of fucking Dazzler. Oh, Dazzler. what's wrong with Dazzler? <laughs> oh. She's not exactly hip or cool anymore, is she? Um, no, neither am I. If you're just saying. Didn't realize this podcast was going to be hate for Dazzler, dear dear. So I, sucks. I, I've got a list of uh, <laughs> The Simpsons, um, that, yeah. that old school 
Oh, that was made by the same people as the X-Men and the Aliens one, I think. It was, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and did, did you know that this was the only surviving relic of the fact that Marge Simpson was supposed to have body ears under her hair? What? Oh, like the, like the rabbits, like the Simpsons rabbits do. Yeah. So, like, apparently, they were at the end of the first season of The Simpsons. They were going to reveal that Marge was actually a bunny, and the, and in the game, if you get Marge electrified, like you can see the bunny ears through her hair. And this is the only surviving relic of that that plan to ever make it to market, which I think is just freaking oh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, X Men, obviously, in Fighting Force. So. Um, there's like Renegade as well, but there's just so many from that era that I think that we should get. Either like a re-release or Golden Axe. There's some, yeah, there's some older ones like Golden Axe and Altered Beast and stuff that you could remake. But I, oh. I prefer the ones that are like um, 16-bit ones. They're the ones I remember well. Yeah, Altered Beast was crap. When we, when exactly. You if you go back too far, they they get crapper, and then you're like, well, I don't know if it'll be good any any good anyway. Mm. If you remade it. The thing is, what what what's really surprising me about this whole Turtles thing is the fact that um, this is a licensed game. Do you know, like this is. This feels like mm. a sequel to to Turtles in Time, um, that's just completely out of time. You know, this 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 is like something that we've not seen before, and the fact that this is now like you look at um, what's it that you've just mentioned it, Toby, the one that <laughs> X Men a- Aliens. No, the one that just got re- released recently. Scott Pilgrim. Yes, it's just these things that are like these these have been impossible in the past and i'm you know sitting here writing this wish list thinking they're never going to bring the x-men one back and then thinking well they've just given the turtles license away and scott pilgrim's just come back so none of this is impossible at this point so yes we're going to get a bouncer demake that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah i think the x-men's one i want the one i, I want the most because I, I, I know the character so much better than anything else still got my ps2 copy of the bouncer <laughs> nice it would be awesome if Marvel could give, you know, somebody the license to X-Men. Just, sure, it'd be Disney, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I mean, you look at what, you know, Disney have done with Spider-Man, you know. They got Insomniac to do a game and then... Yeah, true. You know, and, uh, okay, Avengers maybe not as, as good, but, you know, it was a decent attempt at least. I still want to go play... I still want to play the Avengers with people. Just no one wants to play with me. I think it's just the wrong type of game. It's it's you know it's it's sort of verging towards that Fortnite formula of just getting more skins and more skins and more skins, and it's just nothing that you know. There's a there's a great big group of people who are just not interested in that. Yeah, that's fair enough. So let's round off uh, this week with the indie corner. Uh, so a bit of a bumper week this this week, uh, and the first game I want to talk about is called Voidigo from Semi Work. It's available now on Steam and Early Access. Um, it's a 2D twin stick shooter roguelike where you hunt down bosses and you try to take them down. It's got a lovely art style. Uh, it's got a lot of frenetic energy. There are weapons and power-ups which you can trade and change between levels and they give you different abilities and different powers. Uh, Toby brought this one to my attention. He sent me the trailer and I was instantly in love because it is a very cool trailer, but also very dry and not over the fucking top. Like it was yeah. pitched perfectly. It's very um, cool. It's got it's got those insane weapons that look like that's it, even more insane than like Ratchet and Clank and stuff. It's like a LSD trip of an art style. Looks cool. Yeah, one of them looked like you were throwing bananas. And yeah, <laughs> that, what the for hell? sure. And you had an, a unicorn's like horn that you were stabbing people with at one point. Yeah, and um, this game has very good um, Steam views so far. And uh, so that was Voidigo from Semi Heroic. 
So the next game I wanted to talk about was called Sizable, and that's from Sander Ambrose and uh, Business Goose Studios, which is the best studio name of all time. Decided that now. Business Goose Studios is the best. So this is a diorama puzzle game uh, where you can change the size of things. You look down on these rotatable dioramas and you can resize things by clicking on them. And you do this so in order to find all of the hidden objects that are hidden within this little diorama. So in one level, for example, you can shrink the sun. And as you do so, you change this, the, uh, the season from summer to autumn to winter because the sun's getting smaller. Um, you, in one level, you shrink the moon, which affects the tide. So you basically remove the water. Um, it looks incredible. It looks very chilled out. And it's like a whole mood in, in and of itself. It's releasing on Steam on March 19th. So that's sizable. Go and add it to your wish list and then go and pick it up. Uh, third game is called Press Control, and that's from Iden Ruse. So I think this game is already available on Itch, and I think it was part of a game jam. And I think I talked about it about a year ago, uh, very briefly, um, because it kind of went gangbusters on Twitter when a GIF came out and it just just went viral. Um, it's the game where you have a you you control a little uh, thing by pressing the arrow keys on your keyboard, but you control that thing to press other arrows on a keyboard within the game. And you control that little thing to control a little thing that controls another little thing, each of which has their own set of keys and each new level has to press control. It is an absolute bonkers premise. I'm not entirely sure whether my patients would put up with it, but as a concept, it's brilliant. Uh, it's coming out in March. Uh, so go and have a look at the trailer because it's really hard to explain, but within five seconds, it's like, it's very obvious that this is a brilliantly um, thought out premise, despite the fact that it might make you go crazy. Uh, fourth game, it's called Chasing Static by Headwear Games. So Headwear Games are the developer behind a comedy point and click adventure called Guard Duty. Um, if you like point and click adventures, that one is really good. It's like uh, the old Discworld ones. It's very reminiscent of those. Um, anyway, Headwear's next game is a, it's a very different game. It's a uh, retro-inspired, like PS1, PS2-styled first-person psychological horror. Uh, there's a demo available now on Steam. Uh, it's only there for a limited time, but it's well worth a look. Um, here's a description of the game. It is brilliant. So you seek shelter from a crushing storm as Chris Selwood a man traveling through rural Northern Wales in the dead of the night following his father's funeral. After a warm coffee courtesy of a charming waitress at a roadside cafe, Chris witnesses unspeakable terror as he sees the waitress violently pinned to the ceiling by an incredible monstrosity. It sounds awesome and you should go and play it. So that's Chasing Static from um, Headwear Games. And I think it's been published by Rattalika. Also, this, this last um, day or so, we've had a couple of press releases in, so I just want you to go and Google these because they all look very cool. The first one's called Tendum, a Tale, for, a Tale of Shadows, which is a creepy puzzle game where you play as two characters on different planes of the game, which assist one another, which is coming to PC and consoles later this year. The next game is called Just Die Already, which I know Toby hates, but I'm quite looking forward to because I like Goat Simulator and I like obnoxious games. Um, this, you might remember this, it was part of like a digital showcase last May. It was like the big reveal. 
It's about playing as old people and doing sandboxy kind of rubbish stuff and getting them killed. It's from the same guys that make Goat Simulator, so you can know what to expect. Uh, so that's called Just Die Already. And last but not least is Severed Steel, uh, which is a first-person shooter with bullet hell slowdown, stylish combat, fully destructible environments, and a very swish art style. Uh, you should go and Google it because that trailer... That trailer I saw it in the chat earlier and I need to watch that. That trailer is unbelievable. No words I could say could describe that game enough. I, yeah, I saw it in Slack and I need to watch that cool, trailer. Cool, crazy, neon, very cool looking. Go it, on. It looks like... You'll, you'll like it. It's like Tron meets Fear. Ooh. Yeah, or Tron meets Ghost Runner. Ooh. And a bit of... Yeah, lots of that stuff to it. Ooh. It's it cool. Is, it is very swish. It's got a bit of rhythm shooting sort of stuff going on a bit as well. Very swish indeed. Give that one a look. Whew. That was a big indie corner. I'm sorry for that. I just needed to get these off my plate because they all look very cool. <laughs> okay, shall we get the quiz answers? Hell yeah, yeah Roy. Okay, question one. Which English city, the home of game developers Reflections, could be unlocked in the first driver game? Uh, Toby? I've gone for Newcastle. Newcastle upon Tyne is correct. Well done. Uh, I went for Manchester, but that was wrong. Well, obviously it's wrong. Uh, question I never two. knew anything about the driver bit, just Reflections. Oh, I see. Ubisoft Reflections nowadays, aren't they? Um, yeah. Okay, question two. What are the names of the two protagonists in Assassin's Creed Syndicate? Uh, Greg? Uh, Jacob and Evie Fry. Correct. Question three, what is the name of the game made by Compulsion Games that's set in an alternative 1960s Britain in a town called Washington Wells? Toby? No, I, I really didn't have any idea on this. Okay, Greg? Is it We Happy Few? We Happy Few is correct. Ah, oh, Few. Yeah, well, you said alternate 60s. No, I haven't played it. I just remember all the buzz around it. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, now an Xbox exclusive. Well, the, the Compulsion were picked up by, by Microsoft. Um. Okay, question four. Which 1993 Bitmap Brothers title is set in a steampunk Victorian era in England? Oh, my God, this question. Uh, Toby? <laughs> um, so the only thing I could think of was the Chaos Engine. Is correct. Well done. Yes. Yes. Uh, question five. Sony got into an embattled legal dispute with the Church of England over the recreation of the Manchester Cathedral in which game? Uh, Greg? Was it Touch the Dick? <laughs> was it can i can i reach out was no. it that um vr flesh and blood thing no beyond flesh blood, and blood. blood and truth blood no. and truth oh have i got completely the wrong title for this game yeah because that's, that's blood and truth that's the one it's, that's in it's, London. it's, it's not even Fuck. that either though <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm all wrong it was there's got to be a game called beyond flesh and blood <laughs> it was resistance fall of man oh <sighs> the other game that insomniac made Yes. I really didn't get along with those resistance games. Oh, you should. The great. Did they give you too much no, I, resistance? I, tried, I, I played at least most most of the first one, most of the way through, but I just didn't like it. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Question six. In which London-based game do you play as a character called Sir Galahad, Toby? The Order, 1886. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> the number right. Yay. <laughs> Okay, question seven. In Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ivor originally calls which country her home before moving to England? Greg? Up at Norway, but... Yeah, I mean, they are Norwegian, aren't they? That's a good guess. Well done. Oh, cool. Correct, yeah. Answer, right answer is Norway. Uh, question eight. Name one playable Street Fighter character who was born in the UK. I'm not going to ask you to answer these. It's either Cammy, Dudley, Birdie, Eagle, Blair Dame, or Aria. 
Right. I got Dudley. Don't even know who half of those are, but I had Cammy. Is Dudley the one with played, the really played cool by an Australian in the film? <laughs> what? Played by an Australian in the film. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, Sean. You... Wait, Dudley's the one with the really cool moustache, isn't it? Yeah. Crosscutter. He's the boxer. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, question nine. What is the name of the great British team in the Wipeout series? Toby, what did you put in the end? Icarus. Icarus is correct. Well done. <laughs> yes. Uh, and finally, question 10. Cannon fodder, Sensible Soccer and Parallax were all developed by which defunct British game development studio? Uh, Greg. Sensible Software. Sensible Software is correct. Well, oh, yes. I should have got that, damn it. Okay. Oh, this oh. could be close. Okay, uh, tot up your scores. And how many did you get, Toby? Uh, seven. Very good score. Greg? I also got seven. Congratulations on both of you getting seven. God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> we are racking up the scoreboards. <laughs> Wins all round. I'm going to have to reset this when everyone else comes back to this because... It's their fault for being off ill and having a break. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Also, um, yeah, we have a this week. Um, Roscoe is... He's better than he was last week. Um he seems to be smiling, which is good. And okay, uh, home, isn't he? Yeah, he's home. Yes. I didn't want to say he's out of hospital because then people would know that. I he didn't say that. <laughs> it's back at home. Ah, oh, damn it. Could have meant anything. Uh, yeah. Okay. What from he, from he prison? He lived out of Tesco. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. From he's prison. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Narnia. Um, but, uh, yeah. That's why he's not here again this week. And Paul is just having a break because he's been stressing. So. Yeah. We will be be back up to full numbers one day. Full, full hand. Yes. Um, and, and if we if we aren't, we'll start recruiting new podcast members. So if random people called Jimmy and Dave turn up, that's why. <laughs> um, finally, should we do what's out this week? Should we take two roles each? Like I can be two different people. Yes, you can be Toby and Tony. Yeah, that way Toby we'll get Tony. <laughs> we'll get mixed Toby up. and Tobler. To- 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 no, no, no. <laughs> Tony, we'll talk like this. Toby, what's coming out this week? What's coming out this week? Um, So first of all, on March the 16th, which is when this goes live, um, Kingdoms of Amalur, the re-re-re-reckoning is coming to Switch. Uh, On PS4, uh, you're getting RBI Baseball 21. Uh, That's coming to, yeah, PS4 and PC. Mundawn is coming to PC on Steam and PlayStation 4 and 5. Um, that's that indie game that's all been sort of drawn and then made into 3D that we saw recently. Um, and I think you mentioned on the Indie Corner recently, Sean. Um, Undertale is finally coming to Xbox for the first time ever on March the 16th as well. So Xbox Series and Xbox One, and it's going to be on Game Pass. So if you still haven't tried Undertale like me, um, then uh, well, I have tried it, but I never played it all the way through. And then... Um, that's coming on March the 16th. Stubbs the Zombie Rebel Without a Pulse is coming to PS4 and PC on March the 16th as well. And finally, Samurai Showdown is coming to Xbox Series X on March the 16th. Um, then on March 17th, uh, Beach Buggy Racing 2 Island Adventure. Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that one. Um, <laughs> but that's coming to PS4, Xbox One, um, and possibly... Um, other places but that's on uh, that's on march 20 uh, march the 17th as well um an indie game called adios it's coming to xbox one and pc uh, signs of the sojourner 
is coming to PS4. Looks like a card game, indie card game. Uh, Dungeon Defenders Awakened is coming to Xbox One. Uh, another game called In Rays of the Light is coming to PS5 and Xbox One. Um, and then March 18th starts with Space Otter Charlie coming to Steam. Is it coming to anything else? Um, yeah, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Okay, everything else as well. Um, it just doesn't say it on this list that I'm looking at, but I thought it did. Um, I think we've got a review for that coming next week as well. Um, then whatever the differences um, that are made to Marvel's Avengers PS5 edition is coming out on March 18th as well. A game called Mr. Prepper on PC and Steam uh, is coming out that day. And Dark, the complete edition, is coming to Switch. Um, Signs of the Sojourner, which I just mentioned, is then coming to Switch on March the 18th, so a staggered day later. Um, and a game called Explosionade, or Explosionade, maybe it's a drink, Explosionade, DX, coming to uh, Xbox One. And uh, lastly, a game called QV, coming to Steam, which looks like a little anime game. Um, then on March 19th, there's loads of these this week. Uh, March Toby, 19th. I'm going to have to interrupt that because I need to go. So carry on with this, but I'm going to say farewell now. And I'll catch everyone later. Bye. No worries. Bye. Okay. No worries. I'll carry on. So um, on March 19th, um, we've got Angry Video Game Nerd 1 and 2 Deluxe coming to Xbox One, a game called Sumatra Fate of Yandy. Uh, coming to Steam, and Can't Drive This, which I think Greg is reviewing, uh, coming to PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, all of the diff- all the different consoles. Um, and then on March 19th, Signs of the Sojourner has its third um, iteration, so the third staggered release day for Xbox One on March 19th as well. Um, finally followed by Saviors of Sapphire Wings and Stranger of Sword City, which are two um, old RPGs that are getting re-released on Switch and Steam. And finally, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville is coming to Switch. And that wraps us up for this week. Wow, this is going to be an expensive week. Well, yeah, if you're interested in a lot of that, there's a whole, there's a lot there. I'm not sure if I'm interested in all that many of them, though. Let, let me tell you one about, about one game you are absolutely going to be interested in. It's called Adios. Uh, it's okay. A, a narrative I said that game. at the beginning. There's that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a narrative game about a pig farmer who no longer wants to feed people to his um, pigs and he's having a conversation with a hitman. Okay. It's like a narrative game where a, a pig farmer no longer, <laughs> no longer wants to be involved with the mob. Um, it is. It sounds insane and very, very uh, cool. Looks like it's got a nice art style. Yeah, it's it's a combination of very nice art and a very peculiar subject to to have in a game. It's like yeah. something you'd expect a Netflix series to be about. But hey ho, here yeah. we are. Absolutely cool. That's that's what's out this week, Sean. Well, what a list. Uh, thank you very much for joining. If you have this week, um, Greg said, but goodbye, and uh, I think we should do the same. Next week will be, or, or whenever we do this next one, I'm not sure if it'll be next week or when, when it will be, but next week, the next time will be the 100th episode of the Fingers podcast. And we want to thank everyone for sticking with us for this long and for listening to all the tribe that we talk week on, week on, week. So um, goodbye from Toby. Sayonara. And a goodbye from me. And we shall see you next time. Toodaloo.